Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Let me continue with our South Africa journey. After spending three days in Hamala River Lodge in the Mapumalanga Highlands, that's really difficult to say, we headed to Shikudu Private Game Reserve that adjoins the world-famous Kruger National Park. This would be a long trip. We left early in the morning, and along the way we made a stop at Harry's Pancakes in Grastop. As some of us sat and ate our lunch, other members of our tour group bartered with the locals were selling wooden animals, you know, the big five. It seemed the price was coming down as more and more of our group continued to barter with these gentlemen. And I did see one guy selling, I guess it's strings of butterflies or birds. And that really didn't sell well, but the little wooden animals, whether it be giraffes, uh, zebras, elephants, that did really well. I quite enjoy watching them barter. I did not partake myself. However, one reason I didn't want to have to carry these around with me for the rest of our journey to Shakudu Game Reserve. We continued on the panorama route, and this route had lots to offer. Incredible waterfalls, caves, canyons, centered around the Blyde River Canyon. This road reached heights high in the mountains, giving us spectacular views of the area. This area was home to a mysterious civilization whose only clue left behind of their existence are the terracotta sculptures dating back to 500 AD, better known as the Lindbergh Heads. There are a number of viewing points along the panorama route, so you have to have your cameras ready. Several places that have been highly recommended for spectacular views include Lowell Viewpoint, the Pinnacle Rock, the Three Rodavals, and of course, God's Window. From the car park, follow the footpath that lifts you skyward through the peaceful rainforest, the moss-covered trees, the little streams, and boulders that lead the way to the highest point, just below the clouds, for the best view, rightfully named God's Window. Feast your eyes on the world's largest green canyon, also the second largest in Africa, second only to the Fish River Canyon in Namibia. And it is ranked the third largest in the world. While at your viewing station, mind the cliffs that run downwards 3,000 feet to the canyon floor across the thick indigenous forest. Feast your eyes on the mighty waterfalls. And if you're lucky, on a good day, 
you can see the Indian Ocean, some 200-plus miles away. After making our way back to the car park and back on into the van, we drove along away until we stopped at Lisbon Falls. These are considered to be the heart of the Mampulenga waterfalls. The water flows some 300 feet over the cliffs. This is where the Blyde River makes its final leap before disappearing in the greenery below. The falls were named after the capital of Portugal, as many Portuguese flocked to the area in the 1800s after gold was discovered. Not only did I take pictures of Lisbon Falls, I also took video. What an amazing scene to see this water fall 300 feet to the bottom. Yes, I've seen Niagara Falls, and every time I see Niagara Falls, they're very impressive. Same with the American Falls. Better known as, I guess, and the Bridal Falls. But uh, this was really impressive. First time seeing the Lisbon Falls. And it's so peaceful and so quiet. There's not many tours around, not like Niagara Falls. The video and the pictures will last forever. And if my mind forgets, I'll have those to remember with. Our journey continues. And let me tell you that this story did not have such a lucky conclusion to it. As I already mentioned about this area, there was a gold rush back in the 1800s. One man named Tom Bork found himself in this area and was so confident that he would find gold here that uh, he laid a claim. And although he was right about gold being in this area, his claim came up empty. And it was for this man that this next area that we visited was named, rightfully, Bork's Luck Potholes. Neither my wife or myself could make it down to the potholes. Kelly with her bad leg and me still suffering from whatever I picked up in Cape Town. There was no way we could make it down. However, as luck would have it, notice how I referenced luck. Our driver and our guide took my camera, or actually took my cell phone, and he made it all the way down to the bottom where the potholes were, stopping along the way to take pictures and photographs. So I have those memories that I can look back on. Even though I didn't visually see them, personally visually see them with my eyes, they are part of my uh, treasures that I brought home from South Africa. So yeah, we did strike a goal with this guide. The three rondevelles either begin or conclude your journey along the panorama route. The three rondevelles are one of the wonders of the world. Caused by erosion over millions of years, left these three towers, which are also known as chief and three wives. The three wives being the three towers, and the chief being the flat rock surface. 
Not to be confused with another rock formation found in the northern Cape. All the things that we've mentioned along the Panorama route are found here in Blythe River Canyon. This canyon covers 30,000 hectares and runs for about 35 miles. As I see this land, it looks untouched by man. And I hope that it stays this way for generations to come. A true natural beauty, Blythe River Canyon in South Africa. You could imagine along this drive, going from Hamala to Shikudu, seemed to take forever, you know, stopping and going and Stopping to see with these wonderful sights along the route, which I, I'm not complaining about. This was a this was beautiful. However, this made for a very very long day. And again, as I mentioned to you, I was not feeling feeling myself as I caught something while in Cape Town before heading to the safari part of our trip. So me, I just wanted to bury myself somewhere, lock myself in a room until I recover from this but packed in this van heading to our next destination, which was Shikudu Game Lodge. I, you know, I just had to suck it up. You know, it's, you know, it sucks, sucks being sick while you're on, on vacation. However, it's part of life. And I wanted to take in every moment. I wanted to remember everything. Who knows if I'll ever get back to South Africa again. I do, you know, after spending some time already on safari, I do want to come back. I want to come back and maybe not to Cape Town or any of the large cities, Johannesburg, but actually just to come and do safari. Spend a week, maybe two weeks, just doing safari day in and day out, uh, photographing the animals in their natural environment. That's what I want to do. But you can understand arriving, we did arrive finally at uh, Shikudu Game Lodge. And, and the interesting thing with this was it was a long drive in from the highway, which sort of makes sense, you know. They, they want to be uh, away from the main road. And we got there and we were pretty late getting there so we checked in and Carmen who I guess she runs the place she's in charge she helped uh, Kelly and I get uh, from the main building to our unit which this time was not a tent this was actual concrete structure it was a building with two units sort of attached so when we entered our room there was a, a door between the two units which would it be great if you have family or if you're with people that you wanted to spend some time back and forth with? It was equipped with the large shower and bathroom area, bed, a storage area. Again, the issue with load shedding, I think I've discussed this before in the podcast, load shedding is where the government shuts down the power for two hours at a time, multiple times during the day or night. 
And this being the case, there was uh, lamps made available to us, torch lamps or battery operated or plugged in lamps so that we can make our way from our suite, which our unit, which was probably seemed to be the furthest away from the main building. And again, Kelly with her bad leg, me not feeling so hot. I was a little frustrated and I said a few things that maybe I shouldn't have directed at uh, Carmen, who sort of seemed to be running the place. But we did make, we settled in, got ready for dinner, made our way back. Um, dinner was served in Roma, which is an open area, walled area, a fire pit in the middle. And they had kerosene lamps on the tables. We met up with the ladies that uh, we had become friends with. And while we were getting in line for our dinner, I did notice Carmen off in the corner. And I, I calmed down a little bit and I wanted to go apologize. I thought it was the right thing to do. So I went and apologized to her, stating I was a little disappointed, but it wasn't on her end because she stated she didn't know anything about uh, the mobility issue as it wasn't put forward by the North American office. So that's on the North American office and not the people in, in location. So Carmen could only do what she could do. But one thing uh, I did notice about this unit is that the plugs that we brought, the ones for South Africa, that seemed to work everywhere else, everywhere else would not work in this particular room. And I need a, a plug for a CPAP machine. So I went to the front desk. I thought maybe I could buy them because according to, you know, when you log look at their website, uh, they said they could be purchased from the actual lodge. Well, they didn't have any for purchase, so I had to borrow one from their main office. So uh, we did have a nice dinner that night, and, you know, it been a long day, so we wanted to head, go to bed early, uh, again with load shedding. Really had not much else to do. Once the uh, power went off, it was lights out. Literally, lights out, lamp on, lights out. And uh, again, you know, went to sleep, woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning because, again, our good friend, load shedding. CPAP machine went off, it woke me up, and I knew we were going on safari at 6 a.m. So from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., I stayed sitting up, very quiet, not to disturb my wife, who's trying to get some sleep. We'll go on and talk more about uh, Safari in uh, another episode of this uh, podcast. But I want to just emphasize the fact that so far, even though, yes, I have been feeling sick. I mean, the worst sick that I've felt in a long, long time. I continue to get up every day, push forward through this, you know, protect myself and try to protect those around me, uh, masking, you know, doing whatever I can to make myself healthier and to protect those that are with us. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm having a great time on safari in South Africa. Come back next time as we will actually get into more details about the safari's experience in Shikudu Game Lodge. And then as we move into Kruger National Park, 
before the end of our trip comes and we have to head back to Canada. Have a great day.